only yesterday. Um, I'm Tony, and I've got a very special guest with me today. Who 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 are you? Hey yo, it's your boy Alex. Uh, it's his bro. Uh, it's A H L Y X space D K S F on all of your platforms. <laughs> yo. Holler at me. Subscribe, please. Immediately begins promoting. Let's go, bro. Let's go. Like get get at it. So today we're going to be discussing something that I feel is getting some sort of you know we're getting some sort of you know attention in media and things like this and hopefully we as a society are you know lessening the stigma around it for real right but we're discussing we are discussing living with psychosis psychosis psych yo and so the, the sources the sources for today are the dsm5 as well as the national institute for mental health understanding psychosis um so what is psychosis Psychosis is a symptom or a state of mind that is shared with the schizophrenia spectrum and other psychotic disorders. They are defined by abnormalities in one or more of the following five domains, including delusions, hallucinations, disorganized thinking or speech, grossly disorganized or abnormal motor behavior, including catatonia, which is when you don't, like, don't move at all for long extended mm-hmm. periods of time or mm-hmm. like get into particular poses. Space for- out, boy. For long ass periods of time, um, and other negative symptoms, um, and so real quick, the schizophrenia spectrum. I, I said that for a reason because uh, a lot of these symptoms um, and disorders depend on the severity of mental illness within the person and the length of time that they've experienced these uh, these ail- symptoms, ailments, symptoms. I think are, symptoms is a good one. Symptoms, okay. Um, and so just a, a few of them are a schizophreniform, uh, schizoaffective disorder, um, as well as, you know, full-blown schizophrenia. So the difference between them varies. Uh, the difference between them is how long you've been experiencing these particular symptoms, as well as the, as well as the combination of symptoms that you are experiencing. Some of them you have and some of them you do not, in which case that will put you on schizophreniform as opposed to schizoaffective disorder. And so it's it's good to see a specialist, a therapist, a clinically trained person to help you with that diagnosis. Yes, there is a difference. And I hear a lot of rappers out here talking about they're all schizophrenic. No, you're not. <laughs> if you are, prove it. And I believe you and it's all good. Otherwise, no, you're not. You don't want this. Right. Yep. It's not a... It's not something that people are uh, super excited to have, right? It's not like something that's trendy. Like this is this is actual mental illness. It's real life, real life. Um, so, <clears throat> two things that we're going to be discussing today uh, regarding psychosis are the delusions and hallucinations. So, what are delusions? They are typically irrational, fixed beliefs that are unlikely to change in light of conflicting evidence. Some examples may include uh, persecutory delusions, uh, the belief that one is going to be harmed or harassed or otherwise hurt by somebody, a group, or organization, which is the most common form of delusion. Um, We've got referential delusions, um, the belief that certain gestures or commands or environmental cues are directed toward them directly. Um, We've got erotomanic, which is the false belief that someone wants to have sex with them with no previous evidence given to support that belief. Um, and there's many more types of delusions. I'm just giving a, a few. There's, again, there's many. This is an entire fucking spectrum. 
Um, so have you had any of these? Have you experienced any of this before? Most definitely. Um, I think most of them, except for like the the arrow to manic where people like people want to like smash on me and stuff. I mean, like you can, you can take a hint, but I don't believe like, you know, I'm so irresistible, you know, nah, but, um, definitely the persecutory ones, like that is like a hundred percent, like, um, like for a long, long time. Cause you, I don't know, maybe let me, let me, let me start here. Cause you know me, I don't know if everyone else does. Um, you know, as his brother, bro, I was honestly, I was, uh, uh, prescribed with uh, paranoid schizophrenia, Severe, uh, severe depression and psychotic bipolar disorder, which they labeled as psychosis NOS, and the NOS stands for not otherwise specified. Right. So the psychosis itself, um, with the mixture of the stuff I have, like basically they tell me that I live in my own world, but I share a world with everyone else. So um, because of that, you can believe that, um, you know, I, I have felt like mad, nervous, and paranoid that like, you know, I know too much or like I'm too smart or like, you know, I wouldn't even say I'm too smart, but like, you know how when people just start disappearing, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I try to stay stay low, but at the same time, yeah, I feel like, you know, it could happen. It happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? So like there's, it really amplifies that for me because I see it happen to random people. So like, there's no reason it wouldn't happen to me and I believe it would anyway. So it's like, you know, it doesn't help. Yeah, um, exactly. Referential, definitely. When you like watch TV or if I go to, um, you know, um, nature or anything necessarily that directly or indirectly interacts with you, you know, I've had when I was a kid, I would believe like certain like cues and commercials because I would have uh, be going through stuff in life. And, you know, I'm like, oh, man, you know, what's going on? What's going on? This kind of stuff. And like you'd see the, the, the salesman call now and he points right to your face. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like. You know, like he knows, you, he knows that I'm watching. Right like if I'm listening to uh, like a radio and I'm, um, you know, like a, I don't know, f- you know, fucking, you know, some ad comes on or whatever, like, or if someone's like talking, you know, hey, you, you know, and like, obviously like that's a super general, but like there are sections of what they're saying that I feel like are coded and are messages that I was put there in that second to hear. I was put here to hear you say that, whether it means something to you or not, whether it means something to them or not, it means something to me because I I heard you say that, right? You know, right. yeah. And so I'm I'm glad you said that because um, there I mean fuck there was a lot that you said there, um, but so for the listeners, if you for those of you who did not know, um, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder with psychotic features, and um. So I, when I when I think about the referential uh, delusions, like there's been times when, let's say for the sake of example, like a, a friend shows me a song, right? And they're like, okay, this song's really good. You should listen to this song. And I'm like, all right, cool, bet. And it has like some, and I was going through something previously, right? And so there's all this trauma, bullshit, turmoil that I'm going through. And then at this very moment in time, this band or this uh, group or whatever, like I, they they portray a message that I feel like, yo, was I meant to hear that right now in this moment of time? Is this, is this like a super pivotal moment? And so I think that there's, it's, it's difficult, right? Because when we say like quote unquote delusions, right? Like when we say in this specific instance, like what would be a delusion versus in your own mind saying, okay, I'm going to take this time to, you know, make a, pivotal change within my life right Mm -hmm. and so i feel like there's 
when we discuss psychosis and things like this, it, again, it needs a, a an expert diagnosis in order to have psychosis. Like if you just run around and tell people, hey, yo, I'm psychotic, bro. I'm psycho. Ugh. Like for no fucking reason and just trying to gain, you know, attention and sympathy and benefits, like that shit's annoying. Like don't do that. Like yeah, seriously, don't do that. Here's the thing too about like <clears throat> about living in your own little world and stuff mm-hmm. is that you can get arrested in the real world. So you spend a lot of time being careful, a lot of time being quiet, a lot of time like planning and making sure you're not breaking any rules or all this kind of stuff. So when you see people that are just like, I'm crazy, fear me, I'll do the, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, you might, and that's fine. But like, if it was for real, for real, you, you're an idiot because you're literally, and again, it's nothing, I'm not like, you know, condoning anyone do anything crazy or nothing like that, but Mm -hmm. you can tell when someone has issues and they're working through them and when someone says they have issues, Yeah, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's really just all I was trying to point out real quick. No, it's a good point because I, I hear it a lot. And what actually one of my friends had, um, had discussed on Facebook shit. He was like, Oh, Hey, um, like I do have schizophrenia and I was, you know, I'm, it pains me greatly to see these people out here faking mental illness and whatnot. And so I will reiterate, if you're doing that shit just for like clout and attention and benefits and all that shit, like don't stop. <laughs> it's, it's not cool. Um, but anyways, so another, uh, another portion of uh, psychosis or another symptom of psychosis is having hallucinations. Hallucinations are perception-like experiences that occur without an external stimulus. Uh, they are vivid and clear with the full force and impact of normal perceptions, and they're not under voluntary control. And they may occur in any sensory modality. So when I say sensory modality, I mean, you know, like hearing, touching, and da blah, blah, blah. So examples are auditory hallucinations. When an individual experiences an audio stimulation that are perceived as distinct from the individual's own thoughts, but do not occur in real life, i.e. hearing voices, whether familiar or unfamiliar. Um, We've got visual hallucinations when an individual sees something that isn't there, quote unquote, like little green gnomes with butterfly wings coasting around and eating tigers. You know, I mean, like Mm. that's a very specific, but I mean, I've seen them. <laughs> and so they can be, they can be as grand or as small as one could imagine. Again, depending on the severity of the mental illness. We have gustatory hallucinations, which I hadn't heard of before. I went to fucking you, um, uh, which are like an individual tasting something that they haven't eaten, right? Like so, that's kind of cool. That's right. <laughs> that's kind of scary though, too. Indeed, right? Like so, imagine, right? Like let's just say there's a a couple at the same time, right? Like you're, you're seeing a dead body in front of you. That's not like you're, you're having, you're having a visual hallucination Mm -hmm. and then you're also tasting the blood Mm -hmm. that's not there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that can be quite fucking terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. If you're not ready for that, if you're not ready for something like that. Um, then there's also, of course, uh, olfactory, um, smelling something that isn't present. So let's say for the sake of example, you just chilling at home, nothing going on. You're just relaxing, maxing, chilling. And then you smell the sweet, fantastic smells of a bakery. Mm. Roaming throughout your house. Warm apple pie. Warm apple pie. Mm. You With go outside. With a caramel drizzle. With a caramel drizzle. Chocolate. Chocolate mocha. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, it's, uh, 
it can be quite disorienting for sure. So have you had any of these, any uh, hallucinations? Yes, I'm going to say that very lightly, but there is a lot to unpack here because this is like a very, this is how you can tell the difference between people who like say they have stuff and like who you can tell is the level of hallucinations in their life, mm-hmm. you know? So um, perception that things occur without external stimulus definitely happens to me. They are vivid and clear. Like there was a time um, and sometimes there still are times, but like when I get to a certain point, um, like let's say like if I'm sometimes it used to make me like when I was like emotionally, I wouldn't say upset, but like I felt like I was holding a lot emotionally, you know, like I wouldn't like shut down, but like I feel like um like my perception, I would feel so like drifted far back. I would be like sitting in the same spot I'm in now, but like I nowhere to be found. As in like, you know what I'm saying? I see through my eyes, but I'm not here. You know, and um, I would hear like whispers. It would be like a like a wind tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Where like you would just hear like voices and voices and voices, and like they would just be telling you stuff, but you can't like pick it out unless you try to tune in. You know, but then it would kind of be clear. Like you'd get like a piece of this, but they're not speaking like English. But to me, it was so real because it is like to me, it is. So I don't really. Um, let's see. Look next. Let's see. Hold up. Hold up. You're good, bro. Full force normal perceptions yeah absolutely not under my control at all like it wasn't something that i'm like oh man like alex you're you know look at yourself bro like you gotta you know snap out of it you know like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't like someone's like you know there with me it's just me you know and when that happens even like if it if it gets heavy enough even when i'm around people like it's it's the same where i'll be here but like i feel like i'm I wouldn't even say light years away, but like, that's really how it feels. Like I'm hella far away in a wind tunnel. Like you get this filter over your vision where like you can see through your eyes, but like you, you are in a dark place. Like it's just a very dark, you see like geometric signs and like shit like that. And, um, but it all means something. It's all part of life. Like, so, cause that's where a lot of people get lost when they're in their schizophrenic or, you know, um, psychosis delusions mm-hmm. i i was the type that you know i i would only hurt myself kind of thing so if i didn't get to a point where i was ready to hurt like let's say i wasn't feeling angry i was just feeling sad or like mm, like a combination of like really hard shit to explain you know mm-hmm. like i would just drift like you i don't i'm not here don't ask me don't talk to me i don't Whatever, you know? Right. Um, and just real quick, uh, statistically, mm-hmm. people who have schizophrenia and these types of mental illnesses are more likely to hurt themselves than other people. So please do not, I'm, I'm tired of hearing this same tired ass notion like, oh, the crazy people are out here going to kill everybody. Like, it, no, it, no, not, it's not, it's not that they're trying not to hurt themselves. You and know? some of them, yeah, some of them do be hurting other people. But I mean, it's a constant struggle of what you're going on, like what you've got going on within your own mind. Like you're fucking mm-hmm. fighting the war in your head just to go throughout the day. Yeah. And I think the auditory is when it really gets a lot into more of what you're trying to like speak about, you know, mm-hmm. to where, you know, for this stuff, I have like, you know, um, with psychosis and, you know, having the auditory, uh, stimuli, you know, I'll notice my thoughts, right? I know that I'm thinking and trying to navigate my own thoughts. And, you know, I know that (laughs) like your brain thinking is just a form of radiation. Like it's just our brain producing like energy to like help us think and like, Mm -hmm. you know, get through shit. So when I'm so caught in my head, like sometimes I, I do hear shit, like I'll hear shit, 
like you'll hear like when I was younger, I used to hear a very hostile voice, very aggressive, very like wanting to hurt, you know, and this was like ultimately what led me to going to uni, which I don't know if all of you guys know that either. Um, I've been to the University Neuropsychiatric Institute before they changed it to Huntsman or something like that. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was the it was the weight of how real it felt like your body felt like you you're you're able to resist but once it gets to like a certain point where you're hearing it so loud and like you're you're feeling it in your body you know what i mean because like you hear it, it's not coming from your ears it's not coming from around you you know like it's inside you mm-hmm. you know so it gets to a point where like you as a person you start like you're 100% there you're you know but as you get further and further into the auditory like you know uh instruction you know you become like maybe 90% there and then you know 10% of whatever they're saying you know you be 80% and then next thing you know you're you're like you're in that distant place again but this time if you don't stop you will hurt someone mm. you know and i think a lot of people don't understand that auditory hallucinations can be some of the most like frustrating because you think because you have that inner conscious because you talk to yourself you know what you sound like and what's right so you it's it's hard for you to determine like you know like how to make it stop right. you know that, that's I'm, I'm glad you said that as well because there's there's a there's a difference between, you know, having your own internal dialogue and you're saying like, oh, hey, maybe I should do this or, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Or like, oh, I'm so dumb. I'm Versus having someone aggressively yelling at you or whispering to you things that, again, you are not in control of these thoughts, right? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, I just want people to understand that because again, like I've, I've, I've experienced some um, visual hallucinations and audio hallucinations as well, but, um, being able to distinguish is anyway we're actually going to talk about that later so how does how does uh having or living with psychosis how does that affect your everyday life your day-to-day um i will get to that i just want to i'm sorry i don't want to like the one i I, I did i do have a lot of visual and i kind of wanted to touch on that just real quickly because i don't have too much uh tasting and smelling um but i do have a lot of visual to where like and, and this will directly go into the next question. I think I'll do both at the same time by answering how it affects my everyday life. Um, a lot of times when I talk to people or like if I'm in like a group of people and shit like that, like I will, um, you know, again, you can see with your eyes and all that stuff, but like there will be like a little filter that gets laid onto your side at the same time where like you can see like people's true intentions. You can see like people's, like I wouldn't say they're like avatars because like they've made that such a mainstream phrase now, but like who you really are inside, like who, you know, if you're a good person, if you're a bad person, if you're lost, if you like have good energy, if you have bad energy, if like you're, you know, you are you know, close to doing something crazy if you're not, if you're, you know, stuff that people really should know about each other, but you can't really ask and you can't expect people to tell you the truth about all the time. Like people are just going to say, I'm fine, you know? Yeah. Right. But the the filter itself, like, like people have colors to them. You know what I mean? Like people have like, and, and I say color, but like, it's, like I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. If, if you could like imagine aura, but like, you know, it was fluid 
right? Mm. It was like more fluid. Like people can, you can change your colors. You know what I'm saying? Like this kind of stuff. And you are just a collection of where you are now, you know? And that's why I don't hold grudges against people. Cause like the fact that you're alive means you've made it through. You know mm. what I'm saying? But a lot of people do. And I'm like, all right, whatever. That's cool. Just don't bring me no nonsense. Cause like, I'm, I'm not here for it. <laughs> right. I ain't got time but, for the nonsense. So it does affect my everyday life because like, you know, I, I have to, I have to deal with people, right? I make music. Like I work. Okay. I'm a freaking husband. I'm a dad. Like, you know, I'm, I try to be there for my boys like you, like, you know, it affects my everyday life because like the fact that I'm alive and I've seen so many of my friends die young, I've seen people that I thought would never leave me, leave me. Like it does affect my everyday life. It reminds me that every little avatar out there that like, you know, they, they need something. They, that's why I'm always reaching out. How you guys doing? What's good? I'm going to drop a new song just because I feel like it. How's your mom? How's your friend's mom? And, like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes, like, the chats get, like, hella out of control. I can't, like, keep up with all of it. But for the most part, like, it affects my everyday life because, like, we're all in this together. And it's important for me to show people that you don't have to struggle alone. Everyone I know is struggling. Mm -hmm. But as long as I'm reaching out, like, we're in it together. Right. That's how it affects my everyday life. That's good. You know, I... I think that's a good response, and I feel like it's it's a meaningful response, especially for someone who's you know struggling with uh, mental illness to any degree. Um, so, when would you say that you first noticed it? You might remember this. I probably do. <laughs> so, I probably like I, I don't even think I was like ten years old yet. Like we were in the Heartland, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and it's kind of hard because like me and you went through a lot of stuff that you know. Um, a lot of families don't really know too much about her. If if you do know about, like, you understand it's not easy to get through, you yeah, know? for sure. So I was, we were in, the, in the, uh, the, the big old community swimming pool, right? And this was just after dad had told us that he has birds watching out for us mm-hmm. and they have red eyes. And if you see them, they're cameras and they're watching us. Oh my God. And of course, like you're a dad, you're like, oh, I got, you know, birds watching you, I'll watch out. And, and like, and realistically as a kid, it's not something like super far-fetched, but I think at that point is when I became fucking paranoid, like ultra paranoid, like insane. Mm. And it got to a point where like I wasn't necessarily afraid of him. I wasn't afraid of the birds. I wasn't, you know, but it set that precedent that, you know, things aren't what they seem. You know what I'm saying? And so like I had um, tried to maybe cope with it by attempting to create some type of internal system where I could like locate people that were close to me that I love. Like if I were to needed to find you or if I needed to find like one of my sisters or something, like I could internally find you. And obviously as a fucking child, right. With like no technology or like eyesight of like 30 yards out, like, you know, (laughs) that's not going to happen. But in, but that among other things really is around like, kind of the first time I would notice it, I would start like beginning to tell myself that I can do things that mm-hmm. that aren't part of this world, but they're part of this world. And right. And so I'm I'm glad you said that too, because I I wanted to mention real quick, um, for people who are about to be like, oh well, just telling your kids that there's birds out there that's gonna that that makes them have schizophrenia. No, it's a fucking joke. Well, yeah, well, yes, that's that is a joke, absolutely, or a you know prank, whatever. But there are events that happened prior to that, like distressing events for you know young individuals that may have precipitated the, or rather the the birds may have been the precipitating event 
to lead towards more severe mental illness. So I just want to let it be known that there's crisis beforehand. It's not just a regular prank because if you, if yeah, I, my, I mean, yeah, my dad did not trick me into schizophrenia. I just want to <laughs> right, make that like 100% that's, clear. Yeah. Psychosis, that was not, yeah. it was a lot of shit before that. It was a lot of shit leading up to it. That's just the first time I think I noticed it. Like, as I recall myself as a kid, that's the first thing I think I noticed. Right. Well, uh, great. Well, I mean, not really great, but I'm glad that you're still here, bro. I'm so glad that you're able to, you know, we can have this discussion. Not saying. Um, not saying. And so, are you able to distinguish hallucinations from real life? And if so, how? Hmm. Well, I'm going to say yes, and it's kind of funny, but I'm going to say yes, and the how is the filter, okay? And I know that's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? But if you understand, you understand. Even if someone's just been like emotionally stressed and you can't like yell at somebody, you know the filter, okay? It's funny because when when you're in that place where you're detached from like reality and, you know, I'm walking through life like, you know, whatever, whatever, but I know that there's signs. I know that there's like things in the in the universe that were here long before any of us you know the -hmm. fact that i'm evil even able to like identify some things that make sense to me in this world is is important but what's more important is the fact that i see some of these signs actually like playing parts in the real world Mm -hmm. so that shows me that one i know the difference between what's what's on the playing field already and what's not and two, like it leads, you know, it leads a little bit of, in, in my mind, just in my mind, a little bit of confirmation that minds that go through super, super mental uh, stress and like illnesses and are able to form and, you know, without any type of like, you know, um, medical assistance or like, you know, necessarily, I wouldn't say medical assistance, but like, you know, um, pharma, pharmaceuticals, if you take care of yourself and do what you're supposed to do, go to therapy or whatever you need to do, you know, Mm -hmm. smoke your weed or whatever, you know, um, those minds are so advanced. Like those minds are so advanced. I've seen, I've seen kids my age that in my circle, like the people, let's say out of a hundred people, you know, I'm, I'm the only one that really, really thinks like me. So when you put me in a room with 10 other people that think like me and I get into a room with a thousand people, I can tell you who's gifted and who is not, hmm. you know, and that being able to de- like, um, because they always catch you off guard because they're always creative because they always like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but I feel like that's for a different side topic. Um, it, I am able to distinct, uh, the difference, you know, and, um, really a lot of it, to be honest with you is what's going to get you arrested in the real world. Honestly, that's honestly, that's because to be real with you, most of your listeners probably do something or know someone that does something or might know someone that does something that could get them arrested, but they just don't do it or that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and boom, that like, that's it. Like okay. I can tell the difference between, you know, water and not water, but you know, I feel like that goes to the filter that comes back to the filter. Right. So. so being able to have a filter and be like, okay, so yeah. this is something that I know doesn't this is something that I understand doesn't particularly happen very often on this plane of existence mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. objective reality, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I know that things don't happen or this particular thing might not happen here. I might not be mm-hmm. hearing this particular thing here, but I'm seeing it or I'm hearing it. I'm feeling it, but I'm able, like, I'm, you're able to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, especially for people who are, you know, actually going through that. 
um, I feel like people who have or people who share these types of mental illnesses, um, they can, you know, we have a, an ability to empathize with one another to be like, okay, hey, I've, I can understand what you're going through, or I can at least, you know, try to understand what you're going through through my filter. And so I think that it's super important that if anyone is struggling with this, then to just reach out, see what you can do, get some help, talk to somebody about it. Um, because there's no point in suffering in silence. Um, it's, it's harmful. Um, so let's talk about treatment for just a moment. Hmm? Um, and just to let y'all know, uh, or rather psychosis is not as rare as you may think. Um, according to the National Institute for Mental Health, roughly 3% of the population has it, and around 100,000 100, new cases of psychosis are documented each year within the U.S. So, some things that people can do uh, to help their psychosis is to do individual or group psychotherapy, um, typically based in the principles of CBT. Um, and again, CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, my layman's term breakdown for the modality is how your thoughts influence your feelings and how your feelings influence your behavior. And that, you know, and there's the fucking, the whole world of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and again, there's other, there's other modalities that can help. Um, we can do family support and education on coping and problem solving skills. So just having family reach out to one another, be there for each other, <clears throat> learning about what can be done and then going and helping that person who's, you know, struggling to whatever degree um medication management with the help of a psychiatrist or psychologist if you are going to go the pharmaceutical route and i advise that some people who are actually needing it do um if you're going to do that just be mindful be careful um and be i feel like there's no shame in being um you know needing help if you need to get you some psychiatrist psycho psychologist help definitely do it because it's uh, not everybody is as strong as everybody else so if you feel like you're not as strong as let's say me or maybe your neighbor might be stronger than you or whatever, like don't don't be afraid to like get some help, like for real, for real. Nope, yeah, for some sure. people need it though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I know some people that for real need lithium. Like, hmm. Please have a seat. Please just take several <laughs> seats. Just relax. Um, and there's also supported employment and education, uh, the services that help the patients return to work or school, combined with coaching to maximize potential success. Um, in which case, uh, you know, it, it's good that we have these employment opportunities that can help people get to, you know, get back to where they need to be or where they would like to be. So what kind of things help you manage your psychosis? Well, uh, in the beginning, it, in the beginning, it was some of the tools that I learned from therapy, um, going through uni and like being forced to go through that kind of stuff. Like you, I had to sign like two waivers. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I'm kind of technically under contract <laughs> to not <laughs> to not do anything crazy um so that kind of helps me manage but honestly it's the tools that you learn and um now like mm, i don't know man because sometimes i get manic and like there's nothing you can do about it you know but right. um i i talk to my people right i'm always open i'm always honest um i uh make music i play modern warfare too let's go um you know I um I like I like to create. I like to create. I like to create. I like to think about creating. I like science. I like to think about creating stuff. Because if you can think it with your mind and then create it and touch it with your hands, like that to me is among the most incredible things 
that humans can do. So I try to create. <laughs> right. No, I, I feel you. I think that's important as well is, you know, doing something productive, something that I, I tell the kids I work this all the time. It's like when you're struggling or whenever you're going through some shit, like do something that gives back to you instead of just takes from you because they're like, oh, I just want to do drugs or I just want to, you know, go get into the fucking shenanigans, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you can do that, but that's going to take from you. That's going to take your health from you. That's going to take your free time from you or like mm -hmm. your, your freedom once you do end up getting arrested or whatever. So do something that, you know, that you can feel proud of, you know, mm -hmm. something that you can do at the end of the day and be like, yo, I did this. Like, look mm -hmm. at this shit. Look at this fucking right, thing. Right. I did this. Right. So, yeah, right. create if you can. And for, I don't think I need to say this, but don't create to hurt people. You know what I mean? Like, create to do something positive and yeah. productive. Right. Okay. At least get a patent. At least get a patent or a trademark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or whatever it is that you're going to do. Uh, so, so what can we do? Uh, we can support one another, um, which I think is super important. We need to be doing all the time. Um, there is Early Assessment and Support Alliance. Um, they offer a national early psychosis directory that lists early psychosis programs nationwide. So go ahead, hit them up. Um, there is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. It can help you connect with the NAMI office in your state and help you find programs that are close to home. So you can talk to someone on, on their, their hotline. hotline, number 1-800-950-6264. One more time, 1-800-950-6264. Yeah, definitely reach out if you can. Um, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration um, provides online resources for locating mental health treatment facilities and programs in your state. So... Um, we can do a lot of different things. And again, hopefully Medicaid can provide, or I don't know if they do end up, you know, providing mental health services or access to mental health services. And if not, just look around. There's so many that are available. And I feel like we should, we, we talked about this in one of the other episodes is making availability of access more, uh, more known to the communities in which mm -hmm. they're supposed to be serving. Mm -hmm. Right. I'll say one thing. I think communicate, communicate regardless of what you have going on regardless of like how you feel like you know no one's here for you nobody understands because that's a big one you think people don't understand just talk to them even if they don't understand because like there's times where people super close to me like i'll tell them tell them tell them tell them, tell them and they don't understand but like every time that i tell them they learn a little more mm -hmm. and i think giving someone else the opportunity to like learn how you work so they can help sometimes is just as effective and i'm um i'm not gonna say that hold on i'm gonna reverse that a little bit um it can be as effective as therapy because um i've been to therapy you know it's it's all that good like you know to, to do what you're supposed to do but i don't anymore i just mm -hmm. talk to my people i just talk to my people like because you guys know me better than any therapist does and they're they're just gonna listen it's not they don't know me you guys know me so communicate just right. communicate so communicate with your support group for sure. Um, and I'm glad you also, I'm glad you mentioned that as well. Um, not everybody can afford it. Right. Not everyone can afford therapy. And so if you do have something that you like to do, like fucking go hiking or fishing or boating or fucking hunting, well, I don't know about like, I mean, fucking hunting. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then fucking that's what you like crafting, fucking whatever, woodwork, fucking welding, like whatever you want to do. Like, I feel like th so much good art has come 
and I and I I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna sound like a piece of shit for saying it, but I'm gonna say it because it's true. So much good art has come from people in pain. And I'm not saying I'm advocating for people to be in pain. I'm saying do something with that pain that you're feeling mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, doing things that take from you. Mm-hmm. Um so if you or anyone you know are struggling with issues relating to psychosis, schizophrenia, um, or mental illness in general. Um, please reach out. Please seek help. Please be there for one another. This world is wild. This world is crazy. But we're fucking trying. Um, I think that should be worth something. The streets don't love you back. The streets do not love you back. You can love the streets, and there's no nothing wrong. There is wisdom in the streets, but the streets do not love you back. Remember yes. that. That's a fact. That's it. Your word. Is there anything else you got? Any... Uh, Parting thoughts, any parting wisdom, any uh, all right, uh, shit talking, anything at all? Don't take life so serious, man. You're not here for long, mm. and you're not here for long. I'm already as old as I am, so don't take shit serious. Of course, be serious when you have to, but like, if it's not family and money, like, I don't care. Mm. I say don't take shit so serious, but be responsible. Please, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm <laughs> under contract. Be responsible. Stay out of trouble. That's it. Just, yeah, right, fuck it. Don't be serious, Dad. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just have a fucking good time. We that's out here. It. Yo, well, yeah, we'll catch y'all on the next one. Bah. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.